Hey Divas, we are so happy you joined us for today's podcast. We are three best friends on a mission to grow closer to God and encourage others to do the same. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram for more uplifting content throughout the week. Let us know if you have any topics you'd like to hear or if you have any prayer requests. We hope you enjoyed the episode. She may have been very popular there and (laughs) (laughs) had a lot of friends or um, was Miss Sodom. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds wrong. (laughs) BC, maybe Miss Gamora, BC 2000 or something. Um, I don't think it's, I don't know. I don't know what year that would have been actually. I don't know Take that out. We're going to be continuing our study on women of the Bible, Um, and this week, if you figured out my clue on social media, uh, we're going to be talking about Lot's wife. So, her story is found primarily in Genesis chapter 19, really like 15 through 26, but um, kind of the events leading up to this was uh, Abraham talked with God about God's plans to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, which is where Lot and his wife and his family lived. And um, so Abraham was trying to negotiate with God to not destroy it. And finally they came to the agreement that if they could find 10 righteous souls in Sodom and Gomorrah, then God wouldn't destroy those cities. So the angels went, and they couldn't find 10 people, which is just crazy to even think mm-hmm. about. Like, how sad would it be if you couldn't find 10 good people in your city? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the the angels got, or were trying to get Lot and his family out. And so Lot goes to his sons-in-laws and um, warns them about what's going to happen. And they just thought he was joking and didn't take him serious at all. And um, so... Eventually, it comes to where the angels are like, okay, y'all got to get out now. And Lot still hesitates, and he's like, hmm. So they eventually, um, the angels drag out Lot and his wife and his two daughters that aren't married, drag them out of the city and say, run for your lives, basically. And um, whatever you do, don't look back. So the story goes that... um, Lot's wife turned back, looked back, and was turned into a pillar of salt. And it, the Lot's wife kind of goes downhill from there. Mm-hmm. But we won't get into that tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Lot's wife, you know, that's what she's known for, for me, is um, that's the only thing we know about her, really. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, when you think about it, it's not... In a, in a good way that we know her. Um, but some things that you can kind of attribute, some characteristics that we are going to gonna think about when we think of Lot's wife is um, how disobedient she was. I mean, you had one job. Yeah. <laughs> All you had to do was run and don't look back. And she didn't do... Didn't I think that's do, two jobs, actually. Well, <laughs> Touche. Um, she had two jobs, and she didn't do one of them. Mm-hmm. 50% of her work was not done. <laughs> Um, so it's like, that doesn't seem that hard to me. And we don't know 
you know, there's some speculation, and I'm, we're going to do a lot of speculation tonight on, you know, what we think she was thinking and things like that. But um, we don't know if it was just she physically looked back or, um, you know, if she had found her found it in her heart that she wanted to return to Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, we don't really know. Um, personally, I think that it's she longed to be there or she it was more of a heart thought of wanting to be there or missing that place. Um, but there's a lot of things that, that we can learn from her or some, just in those few short verses that we can apply to our lives. Um, you know, one reason that she may have turned back is because she was afraid of what was going to happen. You know, fear of the unknown is, a big motivator in my life. Um, but, um, it's easy to think of like, Oh, your house was just destroyed. Why would you want to go back there? But that was a, her life. That was her house, you know? Right. I mean, I think I've heard that a lot of injuries and deaths, like from house fires or because people went back in mm-hmm. to either get someone who maybe got left behind or just get valuables like pictures and stuff mm-hmm. instead of you know, realizing the danger and that that house is just destroyed. People try to go back to get things that they're comfortable with. Yeah. And I mean, it's definitely understandable to, to, to be afraid of the future and, and not know what's going to happen in our lives. And when you think about all the turmoil that our world is in right now, it's easy to, to be afraid and, and not have that comfort of, of knowing that God is the thing that's constant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, I, a lot of people are scared of that that change, um, but like you said, I mean, God is the only thing that will never change, and we know that by Hebrews thirteen eight, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we can find comfort in that, knowing that no matter what change is happening in your life, the only thing that matters is God will not change, and so you need to put your focus on God instead of so much of the earthly changes that are happening in your life. Jesus actually mentions Lot's wife Mm -hmm. in Luke 17, verse 32, where he says, remember Lot's wife. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then he goes on in verse 33 to say, um, whoever whoever seeks to preserve their life will lose it, but whoever will lose their life will keep it, Mm -hmm. which seems kind of... It's weird to say because it seems, it's kind of reminds me of like the Sorcerer's Stone, <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> it's all about the Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I am. But you know, like if you wanted to have the the stone, then you couldn't get it. But mm-hmm. if you just wanted to to get it but not use it, then that's when you got the stone. Who <laughs> 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 you knew Harry Potter had so much to do with scripture? <laughs> um. But, you know, in the in those verses in Luke 17, some of those that I didn't read, um, it was talking about how, you know, people are attached to their to earthly possessions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, and I think when I think of Lot's wife, I think that's where she was is, I mean, that's what I've always assumed is that she cared so much for her earthly possessions that she was turning around and sad because all of her things were gone and the people I don't know why she was sad about those people but how you know however um yeah but she just longed for the things of the earth and and it kind of reminded me um of 
um, the parable of the barns, like he stored up all of these all these possessions and ran out of room and then built more barn, bigger barns and filled that up. And then he sat back and he was like, now I'm happy. He had all the things and he could eat off of for years. Um, but God reminded him that not, I mean, he, he died and God reminded him that he didn't focus on God, that he was so invested in the things of the earth and the treasures of the earth instead of laying up those treasures in heaven. Yeah. Um, I always thought, I think it's interesting that Jesus told us to remember her, mm-hmm. um, you know, out of all the women and or people in the old Testament, you know, she's the one that he says, remember Lot's wife in this, um, speech or lesson that he's he's given mm-hmm. it kind of got me thinking about what are some things we can remember and like take away um you know like she had every opportunity she had you know the best privilege she had angels come to her house mm-hmm. to try to get her out of this destruction and um you know she i think we should remember that remember her sin of you know disobedience um or unbelief maybe she didn't really believe mm-hmm. that um, believe you know God's plan or you know trust God um, and she obviously disobeyed God because he gave them clear instructions like you said to you know two things mm-hmm. <laughs> two things to do you know get out of the city and not look back and mm-hmm. you know how often do we ignore clear instructions from God that we read in the Bible but we either think they don't apply to us or we think you know I'm just not going to do that maybe mm-hmm. um, and like Marina was saying with attachment to sin you know um is obviously a sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's like uh, James four four says that friendship with the world is enmity with God, and First John two fifteen says that we're not to love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, then the love of the Father is not in him. I think the last thing we should remember is her punishment, because um, I mean she was obviously punished immediately. You know, mm-hmm. it says she looked back and she's turned to a pillar of salt. And we don't get that immediate punishment. You know, sometimes our sins have consequences, but mm-hmm. um, we're not struck down for telling a lie anymore. And, um, you know, we have every opportunity. As long as the earth is here and you know Jesus hasn't returned, we have an opportunity every day to obey and to repent. And there's going to be a day when you know, our chances are all gone and when Jesus comes back, but we don't know when that's going to be or, or we pass away. Um, we don't know what that's going to be. We're not given a certain time for any of that. Um, so, yeah, I I think it just proves that, you know, in today's times, God's grace is bigger than our sins Mm -hmm. and how, how we can be grateful for that for sure. And kind of like what you were talking about too, with, um, being attached to our our earthly possessions. I mean, she left children behind Mm -hmm. and she, she left family behind that weren't willing to be be saved you know they had the opportunity but they didn't take it and there that speaks so true in in our evangelism when we try to to speak with people about about jesus there is the truth that not everyone's going to be saved and i have heard the excuse before that people don't want to partake in christianity because that would admit that their family members wouldn't get to mm-hmm. be with Jesus, um, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because does that mean that you want to suffer with them? You know, like mm-hmm. to me, it's like, oh, well, you know, for an example, 
me and my friend are both fat. Well, I, w- I just want to keep living unhealthy because she's unhealthy, mm-hmm. and then we can just die at 25 together. You know, <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> make a lot of sense when you think about it like, like that. Like, why would you want to just bring them in with you? Right. Mm-hmm. Why, why wouldn't, wouldn't you, you want to, like, go on a diet together? And right. <laughs> Be accountability partners <laughs> like we're doing. Um, but when you think about it, like, logistically, or or you're like, Oh, um, you know, one of my friends is a terrible swimmer and she jumped in and she's, she's drowning. Um, so I'm just going to go in there and drown with her. You know, I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to try to save her. We're just going to drown together. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it seems so counterproductive. Um, but I mean, that is a, is a truth that a lot of people face and, you know the angels dragged them out but we can't drag people to heaven with us unfortunately <laughs> another thing that could have been a reason that she turned back is because she was living in the past you know she may have been very popular there and <laughs> had a lot of friends or um but you know she may have been living her best life in Sodom and Gomorrah and didn't didn't want to to leave there. It may have been a nice place. Doesn't sound like it. No. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we have to talk about what it means to actually turn away from sin or our past past life of sin. Um, you know, that means we have to turn to Christ. We have to repent. You know, do one eighty. We have to choose. Us can't straddle the fence. Um, Revelation three fifteen. The church at Laodicea. He rebukes them for being lukewarm. He says that he would rather them he'd rather them be cold than be lukewarm. He says you pretty much pick a side. You have to be hot or cold for me. You can't be in the middle. So you know you can't straddle a fence. You have to choose a side. Either you're going to choose the side that is Jesus and God and righteousness, or you're going to choose the side of the world. Um, you can't be Sodom and Gomorrah on Friday night and Canaan on Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, and I really think that's what Lot's wife had. She had those two choices. She had Sodom and Gomorrah, where if she would have been able to go back to that, well, she would have died in the fire. But um, say that didn't happen. She would have been searching for happiness in the people around her or her possessions. She would have been searching for the things of the earth to make her happy. And we all know that she would have never been happy. She would have been just constantly searching for happiness. And then she had the option to choose a life that God had called her to be a part of. And that's where true happiness would have been. Um, No matter where God would have led her, he would have provided for her. No matter what life would have thrown at her, she would have been okay because God was on her side. And really, we have that choice. We have the choice to choose the things of the earth and search for happiness there. Or we have a a choice to... Um, to choose God and find true happiness. And that well, that way, no matter what life throws at you, you'll be prepared for it because you were on God's side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think that if we're going to turn away from sin, you have to actually hate your sin. Mm. I know a lot of times, I mean, I've heard this since I was, you know, a teenager and, you know, you're at camp and you're, everybody's kind of telling the things they're struggling with. And that's the thing we say, I'm struggling with this. Mm-hmm. It's not that, you know, I've done this and I need to change it. I'm struggling. It's like an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we make it our crutch and, you know, we're quick to look back and be like, well, you know, I did this and it kind of made me happy for a little bit. I'm, maybe I'll just go back to it. 
instead of admitting that this is wrong and I have to do that 180. I have to mm-hmm. jump over the fence and I have to hate the things that were enslaving me because, you know, we think that sin is freeing and we get to do all this, this cool stuff out in the world, but we think that Christianity ties us down because because we always say, no, you can't do this, mm-hmm. you can't do this, instead of focusing on the, the freedom that Christ provides. Sin's the one the thing that chains you down and makes yeah. your life miserable and it holds you back and we need to, I think we need to focus more on leaving the past behind and looking towards a future of freedom. Yeah, that was very well said. Yeah. <laughs> Thank that, you. That <laughs> yeah, because a lot of times we think of that, of it being, well, I, I can just do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. But like how yeah. many times do you see people um, suffer with addiction mm-hmm. to where they have no control over their their life and their body whether it be you know with substances or with sex or with anything anything can be addicting social media um (laughs) everything so really what i think the bible teaches is self-control and in control of your your own destiny in a way because through christ he he gives you the option to to go to heaven Mm -hmm. if you take it all right, so we, we'll never know why she chose to look back, but what we will know is whether or not we choose to turn back to that life of sin. So be confident in choosing God because he is constant and nothing else is. And just always remember. Be kind. Be humble. And remember Lot's wife. Bye. Bye.